0: At 2781 21st Street in the deep mission. Hope you come down. We've got a bunch of shows this afternoon. We have one more podcast, A Cult Oubliette, coming up at three o'clock. Then at four, we have the JW Mega show being taken over by comedians. Lots and lots of sets. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Mutiny Radio.
1: The whole day in my head Do a little spring cleaning I'm always too busy dreaming Well, maybe I should wake up instead A lot of things I regret But I just say I forget Why can't it just be easy? Why does everybody need me to stay? Oh, I hate the feeling When you're high, but you're underneath the ceiling. Got the cards in my hand, I hate dealing.
2: listening to mutinyradio.fm i am motherfucking david stolowitz deal with it we're here at 2781 21st street and florida in the deep mission of san francisco Um, i'm not sure where the superficial mission is at i guess that's down on caesar chavez or something Um, i'm here in the studio with a few new friends of mine maggie o'neill and franco tavini that's, that's, it right?
3: you said it right you, it was spelled incorrectly on the promotionals but it is ah. tevini with no r in there it's like a phantom r
2: okay no rotization, like in boston okay hey. thanks for yeah. having
3: us yeah.
4: yeah welcome
2: welcome i bumped into cam ritt earlier in the week while he was jogging <laughs> he swears he, he didn't know he was going this way but i'm pretty sure he did mm. what yeah. was he wearing um, just enough, not too much, Ooh. you know, yeah, oh, leaving a little up
3: to, uh, <laughs> the, to the imagination.
2: Yeah. So he'll be here later. I'm, I'm fairly certain of it. He's getting here. Yeah. So, um, I don't know why I'm here really. I mean, in, in the greater <laughs> sense. Yeah. But more specifically, this was a show I had here in 2017. Ooh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so all through my twenties, I was into everything weird, supernatural, mystical, and magical. mm mm-hmm and um i kind of wrapped things up in the last few years so i had the show for a year and then i did uh, a sketch comedy slash uh, lo-fi hip hop show for about 6 oh. months here
4: oh you did it like a a radio sketch comedy yeah oh, i mean that's neat. it was
2: here on sundays i had it like 4 to yeah four to six i want to say mm-hmm.
3: yeah the the, the comedy is great but talk to me about these uh, beats to steady and chill to <laughs> <Hip-hop>? yeah, <laughs> oh,
2: Right on. Who really won the grammys <laughs> 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 <And then> <laughs> one <laughs> anime girl in her cat <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah. uh, i know i'm such a hack i ripped mm-hmm. that up from a meme but uh, yeah um so I mean, this was my way of processing things. I mean, they say comedy is cheaper in therapy, but nobody's really sat down and done the math and figured out it isn't <laughs> in the long term.
4: I mean, regardless, other people are gonna have to deal with it. So why not it be an audience instead of a licensed clinician? That's one way my to look take.
2: At it. Yeah. So um, I don't know a lot about you guys. Uh, Maggie, tell me about yourself. Tell our. Um, I'm a
4: Sagittarius. Okay. I am uh, originally from Gresham, Oregon, um, but I hail from San Diego these days. I do a lot of improv um, through Finest City Improv. Shout out to nice. you guys if if you guys are listening, which I keep telling you to. <laughs>
5: um,
4: I do. Uh, I do. When I lived in Portland, I did do a lot of stand-up. Um, quite the stand-up town. Um, And I didn't realize it was such a hotbed for stand-up because I was just like from there and started going to open mics. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of, I'm taking my first sketch comedy class, um, like using improv to write sketches and it's pretty hard. So it doesn't come naturally to me. So uh, yeah, I've been kind of dipping my toes in that water but um yeah thanks so much for having me i'm really excited to yeah,
5: my
2: pleasure
4: see what we're what we're gonna do okay
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's all very ambiguous at this point like i said no demon summoning this year gotcha so we're okay franco tell us about yourself
3: well i came here for the demon summon <laughs> um but uh yeah I oh man Heard missed, your call. Missed, missed my chance um yeah, so I've been doing uh, performance in one way or the other for a while. I've been in theater and uh, you know film sketch uh, for oh, about 15 years, 10 years. I've been doing uh, improv. I used to teach improv classes um, at 6th Street Playhouse in the North Bay and um, was on an improv troupe up there. The Gentleman Bastards was our name. Oh. And uh, yeah, still going strong. And then I, um, I've been doing stand-up for five years now.
2: Okay. Yeah.
3: Ooh la la. It's a segment. Every five years I just change. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. It's this year actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll to so we have some multi-class
2: half elves in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, let's see. As for me, uh, this is my sixth year of comedy. And um, I uh, also like all kinds of comedy. I enjoy improv uh, sketch, and especially storytelling. That's mm, my other yeah. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, uh, I have done comedy all over the Bay Area and as far south as Tulare. Anybody know where that is? Nope. Okay. It is uh, in the South Central Valley, um, about an hour north of Bakersfield.
4: Oh, wow. So you are. There you go. The yeah. Middle of night. I
2: love doing obscure backroads comedy, and they love me for it. Um, and it also helps when I get exiled from comedy scenes on occasion. Oh yeah. Yeah. So make, like when I started boo-boo. when I started doing this show, I had been exiled from San Jose and was doing San Francisco comedy, and now the situation is reversed.
4: Now they want you back. They like we were Now they're alone. okay with
2: me in San Jose, but San Francisco hates me. So Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Just, just have another iceberg. You know, here. as Jump white men,
4: to. you two are so oppressed. <laughs> I'm really sorry.
2: No, we're not oppressed. <laughs> we're just hated and blamed for all the world's problems. Yeah, god. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a burden, you know?
4: <laughs> well, this is your safe space. Space?
2: No. Just- I'm never yep. safe. It's like The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I spend most of my days, uh, Fridays actually, going to this mountain town north of Watsonville called Coralitos, where mm. I can get 12 minutes.
4: Ooh, hey. And
2: seniors who will accept blue humor. Ooh. Yeah, I know. The it's, dream. It really is a dream. It's, it's great. It's called the Coralitos Cultural Center on Hames Road, and they have their open mic every Friday. The sign-up's at 6.30, and then they run 7 to 10 p.m., and if you're ever in the area, hit me up and we can carpool. Nice. Oh, yeah. and don't take Hazel Doe Road because it's collapsed and your car will fly off a cliff.
3: Ooh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Good, Good to go. know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. So um, I had polled people about topics a while back ago and nobody ever responded. So I yeah. thought oh, maybe sorry. we could talk about <laughs> dreams I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dreams? How does that sound? <laughs> oh,
4: I wish you'd told me I have like a whole dream journal at home. Um but i mean i can i can remember
3: like a journal about like what you dream for your life to be no no well i mean, I mean these are things i'll never do <laughs> well,
2: that is an important point like cuz a lot of people hear that word and it could be like what you what you have happen to you during the night mm-hmm. or like what are your goals in life or both do you think there is a relationship like your your goals interlace with what's going on while you're sleeping yeah
4: I, mean, <laughs> God, I
2: yeah. yeah i
3: i i guess i get yeah with with a little less surrealism involved i mean but uh you know yeah i i feel like whatever's most on your mind right is okay. uh materializes subconsciously and it you know it presents itself as uh uh you know as as imagery in your dreams i feel that
4: yeah yeah, yeah i have a, like a lot of messengers in my like a lot of um like Bagger Vance type, like people coming into my d- dreams, like, being like, like bards, like They're literally, like, uh, like just men from like Saturday Night Live, like uh, I I'm missing their names right now. Like Michael Che was one of them in my dreams, and then uh, Keenan Thompson was in my dreams. He was like, Maggie, we're doing tryouts, like come on down. And that happened in two separate dreams, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, like uh, nice like- little goals.
3: I like that if you had, like, uh, watched Kenan Thompson in the 90s, too, just like when he is on SNL, he'd be the longest-running cast member in your dreams, but so underappreciated.
4: Such, like, a cornerstone of that whole show. And it's never acknowledged. Um... Yeah, no. I had a dream the other night that I said something so offensive, like I I was like roasting somebody and I called them ugly, and it really hurt their (laughs) feelings. And I was so relieved when I woke up because I was like, oh, okay, that there's no repercussions here in my dreams. So
2: that is nice.
4: It's fine.
3: Wouldn't that be great if there were repercussions in your dreams? Like you went back to your dreams, and you were still in jail. <laughs> like, uh,
2: you never want to sleep. Have you guys ever yeah. had recurring or serial dreams?
3: Big time. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big dreamer. I like to, I try to elicit um, lucid dreams if I can. Oh, those um, are great. I take sometimes supplements like mugwort and weird, uh, you know, mugwort. kind of herbal uh, t- teas and tinctures. But um, uh, it's, it's very hard to do so. But um, yeah, I find certain dreamscapes uh reoccurring like uh, d- different places where i and i know that i'm in the same place but I, I can't peg that i'm dreaming
4: i once had uh i have a horrible fear of flying and uh, i have to be like pretty drugged up to fly and i was sleeping on a plane and i had a dream it crashed <laughs> and i woke up i still had like four hours left on my flight <laughs> like woke up screaming
5: <laughs>
4: Being like, oh i'm fine <laughs> like, Don't call the authorities. It it was like, uh, what's that? Final destination. It was just like that. (laughs) Really. So don't fly good. I would
3: be weird if, like, everybody on the plane had the same dream.
4: They're all waking (laughs) up at the same time (laughs) looking around at each other. Like,
2: did you guys... It's odd yeah. sensation. <laughs> Frank, I was interested. Uh, the mugwort and other supplements. Did mm. it actually cause you to have more lucid dreams?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, both ways. I used to have a little vape pen, and I would. Sp- I, I don't know that this is kosher. I don't know if you can vaporize mugwort, uh, but I would do that. <laughs> it sounds brutal. It, it's its own thing. And then I, um, I would. Uh, I I'd also make it into <laughs> teas and things. And yeah, it it really it does. It's kind of weird because some people claim that it can make you feel a little. Out of body while you're awake as well. But I I find what it is is whether or not the dream is lucid, they're definitely more vivid. Uh. They're easier to to remember. Uh, A lot more – I feel subconsciously you have a lot more um, cognition going on when you're you're asleep Uh, when you've taken those kind of supplements.
2: Definitely. Yeah. I remember I worked for a hoodoo root workshop in Forestville mm. and they used to make a uh, psychic stimulants in oils and paste and stuff. And mug work was one of the traditional mm. primary ingredients for that. So there's That's definitely, there, there's probably some science to it in there. It stimulates the pineal gland or something. Um, yeah, I, I loved a lucid dream. I haven't had one in many years cause I just smoke too much weed and that tends <laughs> to get in the way of things. But, um, I found for me, I don't know if this works Thank for anybody you. else, but if I wake up early in the morning, like 4 a.m. or something, and then go back to sleep, I'll have a lucid dream. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that you too. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, right before like work, like that 20 minutes be- when you're snoozing your alarm. That's. That's when mine are the most vivid. Oh, okay. I'm not sure why.
3: There's well, they say it's because uh, you're you're ceasing your your REM sleep cycle, and then what, when you're going back into it, it's basically like re-kicking it, mm. but with with more energy and more like you're more cognitively. You're all rested aware. up for and it. you're rested yeah. exactly. So they do say they say you will, that the likelihood of you having a lucid dream will happen at your most. Uh, restful sleep, whatever is your typical hours, and then if you stop, should stop in the middle of it, and then stay awake for like another thirty minutes, and then go back to sleep. That that is when you can have the most powerful lucid dreams.
4: I used to, uh, I've uh, talking about lucid dreaming I used to get really bad nightmares like I actually like (laughs) I had to have like therapy for it because I would uh when I was a camp counselor I would have like a cabin full of like 12 year old girls and then um I had this uh laundry basket that was you know I have a fun sense of humor so it was penguin shaped so it had like little arms and big googly eyes, and uh, at one point, I, there's this one cabin I had, they, I would scream in my sleep, and curse a lot, and at one point, I thought this penguin uh, laundry hamper was like an intruder, so I like clotheslined it and like beat the shit out of it in front of these little kids and they had to um we worked it into a skit so they didn't like go home to their parents and say <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like hey, our, our camp counselor's been through some war or something she's got really bad ptsd so um <laughs> well, i've had very vivid nightmares ever since i was a really little kid welcome
3: to sunshine sleepaway camp making your trauma fun <laughs> since
5: 1997. <laughs> Gets there. Uh. Oh man. Yeah,
2: me too. I I hate having those horrible nightmares. The worst was when I drank antifreeze by accident. No. <laughs> like a
4: dog. Do, don't dogs do that? Because it's kind of sweet tasting. So they. Did you drink because it was sweet tasting? No. Yeah. It's <laughs> because, like, treat we in bought a trailer. And it
2: was winterized. <laughs> so they put um this liquid into there, and it's got antifreeze in it, but it's colorless, and I don't know if it has an odor or anything, but I. I think I disregarded the warnings and got a little into my system by accident.
4: Are you like mm. licking your fingers while like <laughs> screwing caps on, or like I just don't no, know how I mean, you ingested it? No, like if yeah.
2: you use the the faucets, oh, because oh, <laughs> it's already in there to stop <laughs> the pipes <laughs> from freezing <laughs> during the winter. And so yeah. are you supposed
3: to like rinse it through? Whoops. How does that? That's yeah, safe? we were supposed
2: to rinse it out and stuff, but I think we had hooked up. <laughs> the other water and it wasn't quite done yet i don't know what happened but i had dreams of being in walking dead episodes right yeah um and just the plot was going nowhere just like it is now Mm.
4: (laughs) like the uh one of the seasons uh right after they get to alexandria like i think rick got up on a it was like maybe the fourth or fifth time rick had gotten up on a truck to like give a rousing speech and i was like i gotta (laughs) I gotta say goodbye to this series. <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> stuff. It's so boring. Uh, yeah, no, it's terrible. I can't believe it's still going on. It's still happening.
2: Yeah, it's it's like in the tenth season now. After they killed Carl, I'm like, fuck this. I'm done.
4: Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, seriously, i <laughs> <laughs> like season Apologies. Seven. <laughs> uh, that that was three
3: seasons ago. Yikes.
4: <laughs> the thing that like creeps me out the most about getting older is like. Seeing fan accounts for like child actors, like ch- like preteen kids like lusting after Carl, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't follow this anymore. Oh, <laughs>
5: <That's weird>. really? <laughs> yeah, like no, I was just like,
4: oh, it was a child actor. I mean, I guess he was a teenager by then, but I was like, yeah. oh, weird. That's Weird. Like, I'm getting older. That's
3: like all those stranger uh, things kids, where like the second they like hit puberty, people were like, "Oh, look
0: at those attractive <laughs> yeah. young children." I was Drake like, "Why? Starts hitting still up, not hitting them 18 up. by then,
3: a large, yeah. You're a fucking 30 year old man? Why are you?" Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah, people did the same thing with Harry Potter. I think it's because it's like, you, you, first you had an emotional attachment, and then they, they sprinkled in the physical on top of it, so you're like, That's right. best of you know? That gets weird. You're like, I could fall in love with Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, so... I love lucid dreaming. One of my favorite things to do in lucid dreams is fly, mm. but just because you can fly doesn't mean you're very good at it, <laughs> right? I, I can't control the momentum. I keep crashing into trees and boulders.
4: I that I've I've flown in lucid dreams before, and it terrifies me. <laughs> I get, I'm real afraid of flying. I'm like, no, 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 let's get back on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so scary.
3: Yeah, I, I, you know, I've ne- you know what's weird is lucid dreaming is the only time I've been able to attempt to fly but yeah i don't it's true it's like hard to get up and hard to, to make momentum but typically in my dreams like when i was younger i wouldn't fly i would just like leap large you know bounds like wheat fields like just a large <laughs> leap like is the best i could muster oh that's cool
2: like superman I, like, yeah, kind yeah. Of like, okay. yeah like i hulk mean that yeah that's and that shitty
3: hulk movie or something like i could uh. just i jump very far but i could never quite fly it, which sounded like sad. I was like, "This is my this is my dream." Like even I'm giving myself limitations. Yeah,
4: I feel like in the dream, my ability to fly, like my confidence shifts a lot, so I'll be falling quite a bit oh, God. as I'm trying to fly. It's yeah, it's it's spooky, spectacular.
1: That it
2: is. Okay, well, let's uh, flip this around to uh, day walking life. Um, what kind of dreams do you guys have for yourself as goals?
4: Oh, goals. Um. Well, I don't want anybody telling me what to do, so I would like to have, like, my own show eventually, like, whether that be sketch or whatever, but, yeah, just kind of creating my own thing, like, deciding who I want in my projects, um, which there's really nothing stopping me from doing that now, but, uh, yeah, I don't really want a boss.
3: Is that a dream? That can be a dream.
2: Oh, to be your own boss? Yeah, be your own boss. Yeah, like, that's great run you. stuff. Yeah.
3: My dream is to be Maggie's
2: boss. <laughs> <laughs> come, we've come to an impasse. Hey, you guys can't see this through the radio, but Franco is dressed very professionally. I
3: am, yeah. All I need is a fucking power tag. I Put a sweater on. It's hot in
5: here, you guys.
2: Come on. <laughs> Oh, shit. So, Uh, Franco, what do you got in mind?
3: Oh, same kind of concept. Yeah, I like, I mean, I'm fine with with taking orders. I'm fine, you know, doing that logistically. But I want to do something I love. And, yeah, I want to. You look like you like taking orders. I do. I love it. (laughs) Put a collar on me and you tell me where to go. Uh, But, uh, no, I I mean, I want want to be a professional performer in any semblance of what that means. Obviously, the underlying theme is going to be comedy. But I have a lot of background in various performance styles. And I think that. Uh, overall, I would be so content with uh, being able to apply that craft through any kind of performance and not have to work the nine to five. I've been working since I was fifteen. I want to. Yeah. I want to be be my own man.
4: That's you know? if just a piggyback on that, if you don't mind. No,
5: yeah, um, I right
3: back. Like
4: uh, the whole uh, like I've tried to be so many different things, and finally I realized like, oh wait, I I have some talent. I could be a performer. Like yeah. it never occurred <laughs> to me to like make make performance like something you could maybe get paid for because i like, i was just like that's pie in the sky dreams maggie get your head on the ground or feet on the ground
3: that was oh you know what's weird is that's always been my like if anybody had asked me since i was young it was like at first it was like you want to be, i want to be an actor then it was like okay i want to be a It's like i want to be a stand-up comedian but like it always was like where do you what do you want to do when you grow up and i was like i just want to i just want to be in front of people and do stuff and they're gonna give me money for it and i had no semblance of how that would work <laughs> when i was eight but uh you know <laughs>
4: like, I kind of think of it as, like, in caveman, cave people days, like, mm-hmm. there's always that, like, one person you couldn't take on hunts because they're too loud and wasn't very good at, like, you know, <laughs> starting <laughs> fires. But, like, once everybody comes down at, like, after dinner, like, you're the entertainment. Mm. And that's what I can provide to a global village. <laughs> Thanks
3: for asking. So what you're saying <laughs> is, in, in times of crisis, you are the first to go. Yeah, yeah. You are exactly, expendable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You cannot do anything of value for this village. I know a little
4: bit about everything, and I'm terrible at all of You're it. A jack
3: of all trades. I'm sure we're going to forge the river with her at our side.
5: <laughs> it's like, hey,
4: let's send Maggie out into the saber-tooth field. Sure. What about you? What are your dreams?
2: Um, I want to provide for my partner. I'd love to get married to him. Oh, and yeah. um, I don't know if that will ever happen because – it's like i i don't know if he's philosophically opposed to marriage or it's just something i have to convince him that i'm worthy of Mm. but like he really wants to have a house and that was never something that was important to me but it matters to him yeah he's a lot older than me like he's 53 okay and uh, he's an immigrant mexican and he's been working hard his whole life to the point where like he got badly injured on the job and now his, his mobility is limited so you know, I just I want to make things easier for him.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's very altruistic for a comedian <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, yeah.
3: want to like, provide for a, someone we're else. We're doing shit that for ourselves.
4: haven't even mentioned Well, I've
2: done me for many years, and it hasn't really worked out. So I'm trying to think more about other people. Oh, these days.
4: that's 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 very cute. It's cool. I like it. That's so heartwarming. It's so cute. Oh <laughs> what, what, what an adorable <laughs> samar-
3: good Samaritan i <laughs> <Wow. laughs>
4: I'm getting schooled over here. Damn. Uh, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, Thank we're you. just going, me, 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 and like yeah. caveman <laughs> well, theories. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I went
2: down to Los Angeles to see the um, the scene down there and stuff. And what I concluded is people are just absolutely miserable there. Oh Yeah, yeah they're and, pretending not to be,
5: though.
2: Yeah, and even the people that are quote-unquote successful, they end up killing themselves out of despair. So what's the point?
4: Yeah, the once you get enough money, you get those good, good drugs. So oh, yeah. it's hard not to kill yourself. Do you guys
2: ever watch BoJack Horseman on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Yeah,
4: I saw this first season. Yeah. Okay,
2: yeah. It, it goes on. I think that series is all about the narcissism involved in entertainment. Mm. It was weird. Like, it started super lighthearted, but, like, do you want a spoiler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so, like, the fifth season, the, the child actress that's all grown up that BoJack had been on his original show with, um, she ends up dying with yep. him in a planetarium after drinking herself to death. Oh my yeah. god! And like it, it's Mariska like bittersweet man. because they're having this moment of like universal oneness and peace and stuff. But he realizes like he's in part responsible for her death because he's just been so self-absorbed all yeah. these years.
3: But don't worry, it's not too sad because they're anthropomorphic animals. That <laughs> yeah, does help, yeah.
2: You know, animation lightens the mood. <laughs> it, 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 is the, oh,
3: God. it is the best medium, I think. Animation is one of the best mediums to get away with quite literally whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, shows like South Park has pro- have proven that for quite some time. And I think that, um, yeah, BoJack's no exception. I think it's probably as serious of subject matter as I've ever seen on on a somewhat nonsensical uh animated show
2: yeah like this recent episode i saw i mean they're talking about how people get so absorbed in the world of social media but they're doing it through a girl dog named pickles Uh, yeah yeah good times good times good
5: times
2: um, in the ancient world, uh, people would sometimes deliberately elicit dreams to help answer their questions. Oh, yeah,
4: like a uh, uh, – or, or- oh, It's not oracleizing. Yeah, that's one is way to do it, is-
5: yeah.
2: The original oracle in uh, Delphi in Greece, they would use um, volcanic gases that were emitting out of the earth to mm. go into altered states. Ooh,
4: that's natural. That's insane. Natural
2: like gas gases from the earth
3: Like toxic earth gases?
2: yeah. And basically, the, the oracle would go into a frenzy, kind of like some lady you'd see out on the street right. in a mission, and then professionals would come in and interpret what her frenzy meant.
4: Oh yeah, and that's where all the politics happen—is the interpretation of the uh, frenziedness. Uh, I got that. Oh shit. Layers, guys, layers. And
2: I—I've done it myself. You know, I've used kabbalistic prayers and stuff to try to get answers to questions.
4: Oh, I'm—I'm heavily into tarot cards right now. It's like my friends make fun of me. what
3: kind of deck you got? Um, yeah. You know, what? I have a Alistair virtual.
4: Deck? I got a virtual uh, deck. <laughs> got a writer uh, uh, deck. Wait. <laughs> and what I I notice is like the history of like soothsaying with tarot cards is not that old. It was like yeah. a parlor game in like the eighteen. 80s or something it's like it wasn't like when it's not that, that old that
3: turn of like new century uh, spiritualism came about people mm-hmm. were like how can we commune with uh, ancestors in the dead? Yeah. and they're like and make it fun <laughs> make for it the kids
4: <laughs> <laughs> how can we monetize hey, this that's,
3: yeah. that's, yeah. The, that's <laughs> the real reason though
4: so I just do a lot of mushrooms instead. That, good yeah. call. Yeah. Aww, I love mushrooms. Yeah. Seven, right? I mean, I prefer mushrooms over huffing natural gas, personally. Don't <laughs> knock until you try
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm going to professionally interpret it. Ooh, uh, all her convulsions mean she's having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no doctor. <laughs>
4: <know> but. About, <laughs> but I play one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> sure. yeah. Wonderful,
2: yeah. And uh, yeah, the Bible goes both ways with it, because there's parts of it where God will speak to people in dreams, but there's also, like, parts of the New Testament where people will take the dream thing way too far, and they'll Mm. get called out on it. (laughs) (laughs) What what instance
4: are you referring to? I don't know anything about the Bible.
2: Um, Let's see, Uh, the New Testament epistles, the later ones, not Paul, but the other guys, they don't get as much credit. Um, I think it was, like, John or... Yeah, I think it's John, where it's like – because in the later church, there were people going around and getting into a lot of the what we would call New Age stuff these days. Oh, yeah. Like they were all about angels and card readings and summoning demons on occasion right. and stuff and endless <laughs> genealogies. That's a quote. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I mean they they had to hit the brakes on it for a whittle and say, hey, we're we're getting away from all the love and compassion and that's the most important part. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. And, it's just like...
4: and controlling
3: women and their bodies, <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: real quick, just real quick. Yeah. Um,
3: oh, Mark Mark thirteen two, I believe, says, and yay, they were fucking nerds for all <laughs> that stuff that they liked, stuff... what with the tarot cards. You know, funny and... story,
2: Mark actually was the naked guy.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah?
4: Yeah. (laughs) Swinging his dangling around? Well, (laughs) well,
2: somebody took his robe at some point in the Gospels, and there was a naked guy running around, and they later concluded it was Mark. I don't remember the exact story. Wild. but, But no, to me, I don't see it all about controlling women. I don't think that was the original intent. And also, all the verses that talk about women having to submit, in the next verse it says men have to submit too. So the idea is to serve each other as equals.
4: I think I thought one of the main reasons like uh, Catholicism was so anti uh, like birth control is because in in the olden days, if you had like over 12 kids, 12 and up, they would go to the Catholic Church to like work, and that's how they got fed. So they were really reliant on people churning out kids so that they could join the church and be workhorses for them, apparently.
2: That was a big part of it, yeah. I mean, after the Roman Empire collapsed, for throughout the Dark Ages, the Catholic Church was the only institution in town, basically. Yeah. So, you know, it led to a lot of abuse and power trips and stuff because it was just the only social system <laughs> yeah. left for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because a lot of these religious teachers, Moses and Jesus and Mo- even Muhammad, you know, they would be big on women's rights. But then later on, centuries later, people would turn things right. around. No, 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 no. script a little bit, yeah. yeah.
4: Um, how about like in terms of like soothsaying there's uh, like, I, I was taking an anthropology class in college and one of the things that like, uh, I think it was like Papua New Guinea, Um, you would use like blood magic, so you'd collect your menses and then like mm-hmm. if your husband was kind of being a jerk you would go like cast spells on him in the woods or
5: something yeah who so i do that, that every day yeah. Fuck. yeah yeah it but, is metal but it's uh, like, literally yeah. there's yeah. iron in there it's, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, copper taste. exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a, the principle of sympathetic magic if there's been a physical link to somebody as long as you have that link you can affect them yeah
3: yeah yeah Love that! I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that try next that? time I'm trying to make friends. <laughs> yeah, well, it
2: goes the other way too. You can use the white stuff for fun, also. Oh, <laughs> like,
3: yeah. um, what? It,
4: it's like invisible ink, right? But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not.
3: So <Yeah> it disappears
4: yeah i had uh like i was up in the club one time in my khaki corduroys and it turns out liquid detergent looks a lot like giant semen so it looks like i had come all over my pants and i was like definitely not sexually active in my corduroys but yeah so look out for that ladies (laughs) for the liquid detergent in the black light
5: <laughs> it's just i'm just gonna
3: tell people it's liquid detergent next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, I'm in, when i'm in a laser tag session yeah. deep in and everybody's like,
4: like it's like, detergent tied. it's tied
5: Ugh.
2: yeah i got a little blood on me today uh, from work i've been injured a couple times because i work at a windows and doors company oh, damn. oh yeah and uh, you know I, I try to wear protective gear lots of opportunities. Plenty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's a lot, of, t-
4: lot of open doors. <laughs> is, that the, is
3: that, that? <laughs> yeah. is that what that? I'll show myself out. Wow. We're getting you on the next Punster show.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> 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 what uh, kind
4: of work uh, do you guys do? Oh, well, I am a nanny. I was a preschool teacher for a long time. That's so why I'm bad with computers. Um, and, yeah, now I'm a nanny. I can actually make um, a little bit more money as a nanny than as a preschool teacher because of the man. Um, but, yeah, that's I work with children, mostly children.
3: Yeah, um, you know, for the longest time I did also work uh, with children as a paraeducator. Um, but I've done a little bit of everything. I started out working, like, hospitality and um, – Uh, Most recently, all of my work has been clerical. I'm an office administrator of of an energy finance company. I know, guys. Hey. (laughs) Sit (laughs) down in your chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Don't stand up, please. (laughs) 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 No, I wish it was in San Francisco. Probably pay me a lot more. But they did let me, if they're listening, anybody from there is listening, they did let me leave early today so I could be on a podcast. Uh, uh, and uh, but no, yeah, in uh, Petaluma, it's called Y Green. We we do energy provide energy funds through a government program. It's it's righteous stuff. Um, but I'm just doing all the you know the front end office stuff, all the stuff. I bet you've got so
4: much dirt you could blow that company wide open with Big all ten. their uh, whatever abuses of natural. Resources. Just That's, kidding, yeah, people they, who are listening. Uh,
2: <laughs> they won't Just, listen anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't have to. Pop, you you sure. don't have to. <laughs> I'm not sure
3: either of us know what they do anyway.
2: <laughs> uh, windows um. and doors, though. Uh, um. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. I am David Stolowitz, at least for now. Um, Cameron Ritz still hasn't shown up. Hopefully, he'll come jogging I in. Hope he's here.
4: okay.
3: Wouldn't it be great if he was in on like the last minute of the show and like had something <laughs> profound. In his
5: Right, yeah. He had
3: something to tie all of the
4: <laughs> menses and yeah. high for all the endorphins of running this entire hour. <laughs> <laughs> Just desperate to get inside.
2: I guess I brought up dreams today because it's it's been on my mind lately. Um a year or so ago I had been together with my boyfriend for like six and a half years and we were getting the seven year itch and I was yeah. getting really frustrated because I wanted to get married. And he didn't, and so I ended up breaking up with him, separating mm-hmm. for a season. Yeah. And uh, I am really religious, whether people believe it or not. I mean, people don't believe it, but it's true. Um, I'm part of a local Methodist church in Morgan Hill. They're kind of milk toast as it goes, mm-hmm. but... I don't know, I, I can't really be um, a Sufi Muslim as much as I'd <laughs> like to be, so uh, <laughs> uh, being a Rasta not work That's the sexy out. one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like, I had used prayers, and I'd, I'd honestly, because it's like, the whole gay issue has bugged me my entire life, and I've tried really hard to reconcile my sexuality with my religion and so i'd really prayed honestly to see you know if my boyfriend Augustine and i should be together and uh, I did this whole prescription and stuff and said these certain psalms in a mm-hmm. certain order one night after fasting. Yeah. And I had this amazing dream. Ooh,
4: what'd you dream about? Yeah.
2: I dreamt about being together with him again on the ranch where we live and just being totally happy with all these animals. And Aww. the landlord was happy to see me and Pam was paying me for a change. All sorts of Aww. fantastic, oh, things nice. were happening, you know? And so I ended up getting back together with him. And then, like, later on, a few months later, I read these verses in the New Testament about this horrible woman who was using her dreams as an excuse to go against God's will. So I don't know. But... I mean, that
4: <laughs> seems pretty loud and clear. God is like, you, you can go
3: back to the farm. It's yeah. okay. You know, you know what? I think that that was God or the antifreeze, but.
2: Well, back to later. <laughs> <right, laughs> you know, okay. But, Yeah, you have a boy. Uh, now no, I like that. No, That's... <laughs>
4: Pretty clear cut that yeah. you're allowed to do that Spiritual, and be happy,
3: yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so too. Spiritual affirmation in in, um, in like dreams and dreamscapes, I think, is a, is a super powerful thing because uh, not only is it so vivid because you're experiencing it in a sense, um, you know, as, as it, if it is reality, but it does help to affirm not just. Maybe what the influence outside of you is, but also how how you really feel, especially if you're having, like you say, you're having kind of a conflict of heart. Like, you know, how do I how do I go about this? I think it helps to affirm the overall feeling of no, you know what, I, I can feel comfortable, and I think God is comfortable with with that too. You know, it's a. I think it's a. It's kind of a magic moment to have a dream, a, sem- a semblance of a dream that really affirms something in your life. That's yeah,
2: it was magical. That's how it felt, and it's like. Uh, I, I, I give my church a hard time, but actually they're very gay friendly and uh, they've marched in the pride parade here in San Francisco. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, the pastor's son is bisexual, I believe. And he's not even involved with the church anymore, which is so ironic. i <laughs> <laughs> the only gay guy there. Right? You remind <laughs> me of me. my son. <laughs> okay, good. You found another poster. So. Bye. <laughs>
3: So and they're and they're Methodist, not like Presbyterian. They're like they're like a Methodist well, this church. Well, is that's... the thing.
2: So the quote unquote United Methodists they just divided again over gay marriage. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. So it's kind of sad. I mean, it's kind of cool to know I drove the church apart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm important. <laughs> I broke my church in
4: half again. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> but this week has been um, stressful for me. I'm in limbo because I've been a, a, a seasonal worker for six months, mm-hmm. and my, my company is getting ready to hire me on full time as uh, a full employee. So they're putting me through the rigmarole of background checks and drug stuff and everything.
4: And <laughs> my eyes just got wide yeah, <laughs> and yeah, just yeah, doing drug tests. Like, like, oh. It has been a
2: concern of mine. Um, because I haven't done illegal stuff in a while, but I have smoked a lot of weed. Yeah. And I laid off for a couple of days for the drug test, but still it's, it's like, I got the message today. Hey, they have to go do more offsite testing. So it's been delayed. And I just, I really need this to work out. But I had this dream the other night that I won $30 million. It was hey. weird. Like I was playing skee-ball and I bounced it off the skee-ball board. It Flew black and hit the camera that was filming my dream. For some right. reason, that it's made never me win you. thirty million. It's very meta. I, I mean, don't. was it like was it out of a
4: lawsuit or was no, it, it a, a skee ball competition?
2: I don't even know competition. if it was ski ball. I mean, it didn't make any logical sense. But I won like Damn. two dollars in the lottery that day. Nice. Yeah. And so between that, and th- there's like I keep yelling at God, why can't you just talk to me directly? And he won't do it, but he gives me a million other little indirect signs. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, I'm just reading into it. That's entirely I've possible. noticed
4: more, like, I've been trying to tune in more to, like, what my gut is telling me, which I've kind of been ignored. Like, I've never really paid any attention to, like, my inner voice, um... But so that... like,
2: when you say you got, you mean, like, instincts or intuition? Or... Yeah,
4: yeah, like, because uh, like, I'm really into, okay, so I'm really into, like, YouTube tarot card, like, pick-a-cards. <laughs> and so, like, you got to get, like, a little meditative and then kind of be like, do I want one, two, or three? And a lot of times it'll be like, two, two, go go for two. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I also had, like, a lot of downtime at my last nanny job, so I got really into them. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, they, they seem to, like, be tailored to me, so I don't know. I in terms of i also got really into like the law of attraction and stuff and just mm. kind of oh, yeah. being like My scripting and like it it seems kind of i mean it is in the spirituality section of the bookstore so i'm like i guess i'm spiritual now but yeah i believe um, in
3: metaphysics that's enough sure <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah. a, why a, not yeah well it's it's where science it's where some semblance of right of like science uh, can can meet spirituality for some people is is where it cross sects with well how does it actually affect the physical world in a tangible way
4: yeah yeah well i guess like i was raised so far outside of religion like um both like my mom came from like her family was later became very mormon and my dad was catholic and so both of them are like we're not going to church ever so it never ever came up in my household ever. <laughs> I mean, I would go to, I would go to like youth groups sometimes, but it was like pretty misguided because I was like trying to get laid. So it was <laughs> like, <laughs> it never worked out. Oh, <laughs> Just one of my misadventures <laughs> into
3: Misreading cues, um, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh man, youth. Yeah, youth group holds fun memories. Yeah, I I, I'm sure there were there were kids there that were like, I can't wait, I can't, I can't wait to hook up in the cab in the back. And I'm just like, this is the first time I've seen snow. <laughs> it's a winter wonderland. You're so innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Um.
4: <laughs> yeah. So not not religious at all, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll crack open a law of attraction book every, and then also the tarot cards. But yeah, not really. I get really overwhelmed in churches, like something about like the dusty smell or all of the like religious iconography it was
2: a little overstimulating for me, so. Some people like that, like they want to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I always wondered about that, like with, um, I forget who, like maybe Joan of Arc or somebody like, uh, like studying art history, there are all these like busts and statues of women, like. Pretty much like in orgasm um and they're like receiving the word of god and i'm like that's not what happens when I orgasm. <laughs> i'm orgasm. i not receiving any downloads <laughs> oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> so i'm like okay
2: oh yes yeah. like this the famous um sculpture of saint Teresa, her ecstasy you know, yeah it's very erotic yeah she's being pierced with a, an arrow of love <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah yeah
3: of love I love how that was the way to get erotic art past. Be like, no, no, it's Jesus inside of her, deep inside (laughs) of her. (laughs) Deep inside
4: of her chakras. Why is Jesus so ripped all the time? Like, you never see a cardio Jesus on the cross. No. Oh, yeah, you do. You just do go you?
2: to Oakland. You go to the Lord's yeah. gym. They have totally ripped Jesus on the T-shirt. Totally ripped yeah.
4: Jesus. <laughs> uh, Swole I gotta Jesus. I you know when I'm getting my friends back home. <laughs> you
2: deadlifting the sins of the world. <laughs> yeah, right.
4: My favorite. I made my cousin laugh really hard the other day because I was like, I saw this tweet that was like, Jesus died for me? That's manipulative. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, oh. <laughs> I wish I could remember credit that, but so, that's
3: so cool. Just for your sins, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
4: that's I was like, cool. that is, yeah, Like I've never been able to put my yeah. finger on it, but that is really manipulative. You can, you can
3: leave me, I suppose, okay. Yes. You
5: know?
2: Yeah. Well one verse that people forget about is that he says, you know, people would usually not be willing to die for their enemies, but they would die for their friends. Mm. So I don't see it as like a control thing. I see it as like an opportunity for a fresh start from
4: a buddy. That's nice.
3: It's not cute. That's, that's
4: cute. That's <laughs> cute.
5: That's fucking adorable. <laughs> See, we've grown it's minutes. just
4: so rare. It's so rare. We <laughs> 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 just like, cannot stop talking about ourselves. And then he's like, I love my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's a foreign concept. Get out.
2: No, it's tr- like, okay, in San Francisco, I've been part of this vaccine study here at the mm-hmm. Civic Center for many years to try to find an hiv vaccine yeah and uh i think you know they they wouldn't pay me that much i mean at at the height of the study i was making like 50 bucks a visit and that was like every month or so now i just get 20 it's not even worth the parking yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's it's worth worth it it to get like the 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 health services and just somebody to talk to yeah and you know it's like i I went in there the last time a month ago the guy's like yeah how are you and your guy doing i'm like yeah, we're partners now. We've been together 7 years and he just looks at me like I found the leprechaun at the end of the rainbow. Oh yeah, I bet. Huh. Yeah, I mean that gay guys have a hard time sticking together. It's a mm.
4: it's pretty yeah, that it's pretty rough. I think like polyamory like man, like polyamory is such a big playing factor now and and I guess it's pretty prevalent within gay couples or oh, throuples. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. Man, I can't even. It just makes my brain hurt thinking juggling all of those personal relationships and boundaries like yeah,
2: i tried it in my 20s with the craigslist crew but i found like somebody always ends up as the third wheel mm-hmm. like in theory it's supposed to be all equal but they're favorites like yeah, obviously off and then jealousy inevitably mm-hmm. comes up
3: it's i think that's the that is the most difficult part about right a a multifaceted like polyamorous uh, relationship is that you can't split dynamic like that like the reason i think that like uh, you know a relationship between two people is easier is because it's there's a one focal point and it's not to say that polyamorous relationships don't work but it's definitely one of those things that 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 the biggest hurdle is it's not it's not sensical as to how you how the communication's supposed to go Mm -hmm. yeah it ends up just being one person leading everybody else and shit it's like a really sexy cult (laughs) Yeah, and people do like use they.
2: sex to control people, especially mm-hmm. in religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, it's so I bet. Sad. Uh, um, yeah, I I was part of a cult once upon a time. It Ooh. was fairly innocuous as cults go. It was was a
4: sexy cult? No,
2: not at all. It was no. Sylvia Brown Society and Nova Spiritus and Campbell. She was this psychic that was popular in the late '90s, early 2000s. Hmm. Hey, you didn't. Uh, you're
4: still with us, though. So it didn't. You it, it got out eventually? No, I mean,
2: she died in 2013.
4: <laughs> Is that why you're, you didn't no, start no, doing I mean, comedy? I, I got after. shamed out
2: of that church a while ago for asking too many questions. Ironically. Oh yeah, they don't like that. I always thought I would make <laughs> a really good
4: cult leader. I mean, I'm, I'm charismatic enough. I got ideas, guys. But what? Um, what?
3: <laughs> people <laughs> are like why aren't you why aren't you leading you Like I'm looking at tarot cards. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's not
4: time yet, according okay. to my
3: deck. Eat your Cheerios.
2: <laughs> no, there are a lot of dynamics. A lot of the times the people that get involved with cults or lead them, you know, they've they've had abusive upbringings. So they've mm-hmm. learned to either undervalue or overvalue themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and I there was a guy I knew a couple years ago. I used to talk about him on this show. And uh, I met him when Trump was coming to power, and he was a big Trumper. And just like on American Horror Story, you know, he would play the honesty game. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's part of a thing with Trump's cult is, you know, I'm going to look you deep in the eyes and tell you everything that's wrong with you, and I'm going to charm you with my honesty. And frankly, oh, really, it's like I breaking
4: say. them down into, like, little exactly, tiny pieces yeah. so they're not their own people anymore.
2: So. Yeah, I, I'd say that's true.
4: I mean, improv, in a lot of ways is a cult. <laughs> like, no. I give them so much of no,
5: my no. money.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like, we have, we all have matching t-shirts and like everyone on my team started dyeing their hair red and I'm like, oh, okay, we're kind of edging into cult territory.
5: Yeah.
3: Uh, no, no, yes, and,
5: <laughs>
4: yes, and
2: you
3: will yeah. kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And actually, i met, there's a lawyer in San Rafael that specializes in dealing with cults, actually. So mm-hmm. if you guys ever need to, um, you know seek some help to get out of a bad situation I i'm not just talking s- to you but the studio audience <laughs> <Yeah. too.
4: laughs> well like sometimes you know like i don't want to worry about the day-to-day maybe cults would be easier isn't it like creed Bratton on the office has like some joke about like i liked like you you make more money as the cult leader but like being <laughs> the cult follower is more fun i don't know <laughs> it is
2: because those guys end up Figuring out that even with all that power and money, they're still not satisfied, and Mm -hmm. they just get more and more furious because they can't control things. Uh, One book – or not book, a movie I can recommend um, is on Netflix with Philip Seymour Hoffman um it was called the master yeah, the master is
3: very good with yes. Phoenix. Yeah, yeah
2: and it's about scientology but they changed the name so they wouldn't get sued mm, yeah.
3: not very subtly <laughs> yeah, not, <at laughs> not exactly wow, about l ron hubbard in <laughs> yeah. the
4: hollywood too that's such a like you're really going up against a powerful monolith if you go against scientology they will stalk you like they oh, have yeah. people that will stalk
2: you it's vicious so hang in there folks hey uh, this has been great Uh, Maggie Franco thank you so much for joining me me. thank you for the time Um, please donate to support Mutiny Radio Uh, you know I give everybody a lot of flack but I still love this place (laughs) otherwise I wouldn't be here Uh, thank you San Francisco we got a lot of great shows coming up as the festival continues I'll be back tomorrow for Labor Love with Bill Morgan and Storytelling with Jeff Hansen you guys stay well and uh I hope you find peace. Aww.
1: That's a problem with a closed door. Good news, good news, good news, that's all they wanna hear. No, they don't like you when no I'm done. But when I'm flying, no, oh, it make them so uncomfortable, so different.
6: Before they tell you how to get improvements.
1: No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called?
6: It's joke workshop. Joke workshop? Yep. Every Monday, six to eight p.m. on the Mutant Radius.
1: So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from six to eight?
6: That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop, Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radios.
1: Yahoo! (laughs) 4.99.
0: Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today.
6: Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere.
3: Hosting an incredible
1: offside show Wednesday, March fourth, nine to eleven p.m. with LGBTQ plus and allied comics. So come out to thirty-one fifty-eight Mission Street at Caesar Chavez, San Francisco. It's open every day at two p.m. with an incredible back patio. El Rio is your dive. Yeah.
0: We're here with a very special podcast. We're just Cassim Bentley's here. He's gonna spit some knowledge
6: to
5: these things just took over me. Just took over my whole
6: body. It's your boy Sifo here. Here to let you know that the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March first through seventh. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m.
2: all week get your tickets now on Eventbrite. just search mutiny radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the u.s coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the heart of the mission or if you can't be with us listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events.
6: What kind of a future. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident...